Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. You know it's Wednesday, you know what time it is Welcome to another episode of the Pop Culturist Mr. Woe himself uh, As you heard, <laughs> Mr. Half Pints Mr. Uh, belated Birthday Boy uh, Kyle Adams How are you doing, sir? Uh, Good, good I, I don't know what the hell is going on Right now Whoa. I, I, I was mad because I really wanted to play this jam I might. It's still relevant to Atlanta So maybe I'll kind of sneak it in there uh, Ooh, Later on tonight Sneak, sneak Good stuff, uh, good stuff, uh, as well as this track, um, my god, it's uh, one of my, my go-to gym flows, as I like to say, <laughs> even though I, it's weird that man. he just went on tour with Demi Lovato. Really? That's weird? Yeah. I think so. I don't know. What's a weird Get concert to you? Like, like I, thought, I thought Gaga Kanye was kind of weird, and it, didn't, it never went oh, through. Oh, I thought that was a perfect pairing. I, I yeah, I thought it was weird though. Like, you know, like 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 I would have never expected that to happen in a million years, and we'll never see it, sadly. But it <laughs> would have been true. cool. It would have been cool for it to go down. Um, we might still see it happen. Maybe keep our fingers crossed. Nah, she'll be in Vegas unless he does a Vegas show. Do you think Kanye Maybe. in like five years does a Vegas like stay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, where they, he does for like a year, he does like a hundred dates or something like that. Yeah, that's what most people do now. Like that's out there, but I feel like your your career has to be irrelevant. No, that's just easy money. That's just knows tickets that's gonna sell out. Less pressure. You don't have to go on the road. Plus, you literally live, eat, drink, do whatever for free. Plus, you get paid millions of dollars to lip sync, unless you're share. But you just do, you just do a bunch of it. Like I, every time I hear that, I think of like uh, uh, Tom Jones or Carrot Top. What? 
<laughs> like, 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 whenever I think of like Vegas performances, I think of like David Hasselhoff, or yeah, David Hasselhoff, like Tom Jones, uh, Caritas. Like David Hasselhoff, like he, he brought like over in Germantown in Vegas, like is yeah, I didn't like know he, he had an act. He's Was eating he Wendy, Wendy's burgers. Oh man, and uh, nothing. Yeah, no, uh, David Copperfield. Sorry. David Copperfield, but I don't know. Maybe Hasselhoff might be doing some shows, stand up. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some comedy. Um, I looked up uh, Carrot Top Vegas salary. The first thing that popped up was, "What does Carrot Top do?" That's that's the best uh, the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, Seventy five million dollars. That guy with a truck that's full a of shit from the eighties. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I all that. Uh, uh, C-A-L-A-T-T money You must have just really <laughs> Tripled oh, in, in chair- uh, Bank The investment. chairman of the board Indeed Boom. <laughs> Of course with that wonderful dad joke It is I, Alex Amello, uh The one to the two, two to the one What's going on, good sir How was your birthday? Of course it was Kyle's birthday Last Friday, turning the big 3-1 uh, what, What's been going yeah. on since you've entered The Twilight of your thirties already. Oh man, um, bunch There's of no nothing, turning back. actually. A what? bunch, bunch of nothing. Yeah, I didn't do shit. Like I worked. That was one thing. Um, but then I you slept. Didn't go all for, of that uh, Chinese food. No, all of that is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chinese food. <laughs> Especially on Christmas. Christmas is the best time to eat Chinese food. Yes. That, that sounded that. very, very miserable, like, didn't it? Like, Chinese food is the best food to eat. <laughs> I've, I've done China buffets on Christmas. Have you? Like, you actually I went to buffets? Non, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have plenty of non-Christmas oh. um, celebrating friends. See, and, like, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to go to, like, a buffet, <laughs> like, on Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. But, like, I felt like I'd be judged. So I just Why? There's to... people there doing the exact same thing. I mean, yeah, but, like, if I were to ask people, like, hey, you want to go to a buffet with me? They'd be like, wrong. That's hard, this man. Guy. That is hard for me to do. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty self-independent nowadays. But yeah. eating alone still, I, I can't. Even in a subway, it's weird. <laughs> like, it's not being judged like, man, I'm that guy that I would always look at across from the subway table when I was like 11 and just, uh-huh. just eating. But, but but thankfully, we have smartphones and tablets and stuff that everybody, every earth or, or uh, human being on Earth, you know, has. So at least we have that kind of blockade. And plus, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. I dude, I I do a lot by myself to be honest, and I've always been that way. Like, Brazzers. I guess because I'm I'm the only child, and my mom like worked a lot, and so I would spend a lot of my time like at home, and so I would do mm-hmm. stuff by myself. So I guess I just developed a, I guess complex to where like I don't mind going to go see movies, going to eat, yeah, that shopping. I love. I'd love hitting a movie alone, but then there's times where it's like, oh, that would be tight if, you know, I have someone to discuss this with. Yeah, I, I get that. that That's why I see so many movies. Like, people ask me, why do you see movies? Like, two, three, four times, because I'm like, A, I usually see it by myself first, 
Then after that, it's like, oh, if it's good, I would be like, hey, let's go check this out. It's a good flick. I want to hear your interpretation of it. Yeah. I like to talk during films. And you hate that. Oh, no. I hate that shit. No, I'm kidding. I actually, I, <laughs> I, I sometimes Shout like out to talk the Voodoo about crew. it. Making jokes is funny. Like, I don't know. I feel like you got to talk about it right then and there, man, or else you're missing out on your golden opportunity. Oh, no, no. No, don't no. Vin Diesel the situation, man. I will Dwayne Johnson your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will get into a little bit later in Mello's movie, Manic Minute, whatever the hell we're calling it nowadays. We all, uh, we'll see what the box office beat down. Did Pacific Rim keep a top, or uh, did, uh, did Black Panther Whoa. continue its domination? Or did Steven Spielberg uh, pass out enough member berries for all of the US of A to check out Ready Player One. We'll find out a little bit here. Also, I will discuss Ready Player One since I was uh, had a fun time checking that out. Spoiler alert, as I smile. Um, Kyle will review the new Tyler Perry movie that I'm sure he has seen. Not because of that, guys. It's because he really likes Tyler Perry. It's on the voodoo. Um, also, we will give uh, the pop culturist top five movies. Remember, Berries don't do justice to aka definitely don't hold up we'll discuss a few of our favorite childhood movies as we've seen them later into our lives and if we shake our head at it now and be like what the hell were we thinking also we'll discuss uh, some uh, musical mantra of course uh there's a new netflix rap show um it's like a eight-part series where they kind of discuss um, different uh, rappers, Nas is on there, Logic, G-E-Z. I, I caught a few. Yep. I'll see if Kyle checked out some. Uh, the name's escaping me. We'll get to that, of course, a little bit later. Also, Kyle also, will, will break down Coachella. What was it? Uh, Roxanne, Roxanne is one of the uh, – another film on Netflix. Y'all should check out if you want to go hip-hop related. Um, about Ooh, Roxanne Shante, the uh, 14-year-old battle-rapping prodigy, yes, with uh, yes. Marshall Ali. I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear that take because that, that is on the queue. Um, as well as uh, before the show on the queue last week's episode of Atlanta. Uh, I love it. Paperboy centric, but let's be real. It's about the barbershop. Um, this was the craziest episode, I think, in a while. And I thought it was one of the best narratives um, I've seen on TV it, probably since the first season of Atlanta. This shit oh. is a while, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait to discuss this and my experiences at, uh, at barbershops. And if I was ever uncomfortable and me, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, also talk we'll, talk some, we'll talk some yeah. WrestleMania. We'll talk Kyle's experiences at Ooh. WrestleMania since he did attend WrestleMania 28 out no, in it. New Jersey. Also went to the one with Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in Florida. And then the other time in Florida, you were? No, I wish I was, though. <laughs> we might give a, a few of our WrestleMania. No, I know we will give a few of our WrestleMania moments. I hope we still got that WrestleMania sound there. Hopefully, Kyle will peep that out. Um, I think we're going to cut the break. 
We're going to uh, hear from our awesome friends over at FML Solutions uh, Inc. there. Uh, also, check out FMLSolutionsInc.com. I talked to uh, Pat Ketz, the inventor of this wonderful, innovative uh, uh, invention device. I mean, literally, this guy has, has built this from the ground up, from, you know, the, the whole layout up. Uh, plenty of awesome things cooking. Some great exposure over at the uh, the Minnesota Turkey and Deer uh, show a few weeks ago at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Um, so definitely plenty of big things. Definitely check out FMLSolutionsInc.com. Pre- get your deer stand now. Get ready. Also, it doubles as a cart. So you can pull your trophy back to your truck with ease, uh, but you'll hear the rest of the uh, the awesomeness that is FML Solutions, and we'll be back in two and two. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with you. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it ain't. I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. My. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. 
What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plate. What is... He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't... What are you... I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokey, poker, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. waiting for it's time yeah baby welcome to the box office beat down <laughs> welcome back <laughs> Kyle, did you play baseball? Did you play baseball? Were you in the I outfield? did. I, no, I was first base, to be honest. And like, which blew my mind because I, I like, I really wanted to play shortstop, right? But, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not no, no. But then he was like, first base. And I'm like, really? Me, first base? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, but I have short legs. You really are going to try to get me to reach the bag? And he was like, you got to do it, bro. Like, that, that's the only thing I got you for. And I'm like, Man, he growed you back then even? Man. Well, no, no. Sorry. How long but, did you uh, did you uh, play for? Or through what age group? Uh, I played um, through middle school. And it was park nice. board. So it was okay. um, a middle or a little league um, that you had to sign up with, um, you know, and pay your fees and everything else. That's what I played. I just played park board. I never did uh, high school athletics. Nice. None none at all, huh? Not really. I, I stopped growing. So once once I got to that point, I just figured I'd play park board. Any clubs? <laughs> um, Cooper Armstrong, I guess, for football, but – not like soccer or anything. No, I know, but like, did you do like any af- uh, not athletic, um, like school clubs or uh, uh, academic? Yeah, clubs? I was chess club. I was chess club. I was part of band. Man, then you said chess club. I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. I'm in band club. Sorry, technical difficulties. My inner uh, nerd mo- uh, basher came out. Kidding, Can you kidding. hear me? Yes, yes. That was okay. insane. Wow. Like, I just got booted uh, Andrew Martin style. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so... um yeah, blog talk was like nerd and and just <laughs> Luke gallowed me 
out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So like what I was part of chess club. Don't don't do it, Blob Talk. Man. Part of chess club. Um uh I, I like what was it, after school adventures or something? Like that was Whoa. elementary school. So like yeah, because my mom worked a lot, so she was like, "You gotta do this, otherwise, uh, you'll be home alone." And yeah, then and you so, gotta waste your micro machines on burglars and Christmas lights and bulbs. That'd be true. And then all of a sudden, I'll <laughs> want to play a game later on in life. Do, why? Why have they never made a uh, urban home alone? Uh, cause black folks can't afford none of that to be wasting it. I know for sure I will catch a whooping. Like you better not be wasting none of this shit talking about saving the house from burglars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, like man. man, yeah, my old oh, man, uh, my mom would get mad. My grandma would power bomb me through a table. That's for sure. <laughs> what? That's yeah, awesome. she would go uh, all May Young on you. Yep, I've <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did I do remember um, was my two of my family members actually getting into like an actual hardcore fight. Like there was a crutch, a telephone, like one of them old school ones with the base and the receiver that could like either be hung up on the wall or you just had a really long cord and you drugged it throughout the house basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that was used like a bunch of other stuff. I've seen that before. That was crazy. And those were two black folks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was actually like where I live. I'm like, what? Really? It was like a twenty minute like twenty, twenty five minute hardcore match. And we just watched the whole thing, me and my cousin Mike. Was it New Jack? God no. I hate that God, guy. No. You know, I, I, I hate New Jack. Murdered, yes, because he murdered someone. But, yeah, potentially. But like, I think he is just the worst human being on planet Earth. And I, you know me, I don't hate anybody, but New Jack is one person that I absolutely hate. Wow. More than Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> more, yeah, more than Ahmed Johnson. Because that guy was dangerous in the ring. Speaking of dangerous, apparently Gaijin and robots. Gaijin? Why do I keep saying Gaijin? Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, the, the sequel that debuted at number one, unfortunately, plummets to number five. Um, the, the Monsters versus Robots formula, apparently not a big hit domestically. Uh, only getting 9.2 million, so basically a little under 70% drop from the opening weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, this doesn't hurt John Boyega's talks with the Marvel, as he is—he's uh, kind of said uh, this past week that he's had. So that could be uh, interesting, or you know, hey, he's already in the Disney family with the Star Wars universe, so why not? But uh, already brought in 45 and a half million dollars with its 10 day opening. Uh, but 231 million worldwide again, Kyle, this is kind of meant for them, you know, just kind of like a, a Tom Cruise movie or a Vin Diesel movie. That's not in, uh, have the words fast and or furious. So uh, again, this made money. We'll definitely be seeing 
hopefully the conclusion to the specific rim trilogy. Uh, but I still definitely recommend a, a $5 Tuesday if you have yet to see it or, mm. uh, or, uh, you know, dollar, you know, movie theater. They still got dollar movie theaters, Kyle. Uh, they got discount ones, but the one I, the closest one I know of is uh Minnetonka and it's like, or no, Woodbury or, uh, yeah, Woodbury. Um, it's like six bucks. No. Six bucks. That's a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> but the pot, like the, the concessions uncomfortable cheap, chairs. Too. Yeah, I know it is super uncomfortable, but yes, six bucks is the, is that deal. Cause apparently, you know, like what is it now? Twelve dollars or something like that on the weekend. More. Oh, snap! Well, if you go IMAX, it's legit twenty bucks. And they close early. Like last is show is at like seven, in these in the discount okay. theater. Those ass hats. Uh, coming at a number four, <laughs> the faith-based uh, little movie that could uh, dropping after two weeks in the third spot, uh, getting ten point seven million dollars. Uh, but it has brought the domestic total to over $55.5 million on only a $7 million budget. Kyle, what faith-based movie property do you think we, the pop culturists, should adapt to get us some coin? Hmm. Rephrase the question. <laughs> should you play Samson? Should we, should we re, redo the, the story of Samson? Oh, um, it depends. Do you want to throw it all away and get lifted? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. Coming in at number three, uh, after dominating 2018, and I, I would say not only for uh, the last a month and a half, but probably, well, actually, no, we got a lot more other movies that are probably dominated as well, but Black Panther, uh, definitely the, the early uh, MVP uh, coming at $11.2 million, but bringing its domestic total to over $650 million, which now makes it actually it surpassed that because it has surpassed Jurassic World for fourth overall all time, Kyle, domestically. Um, and globally, I... it has passed Frozen at $1.2 billion. Dang. And do the actors get part of that money? Like uh, it or... depends on if it's in their contracts, which mm. I would say if they're smart, maybe. Robert Downey Jr. He has that in his contract. That's why they brought him back uh, for Iron Man three. They said, "Hey, we'll give you like points on the back end," and he got like a rumored a hundred, hundred and fifty million dollar paycheck. Yes, that for is one movie. I hope. Um, oh, why am I forgetting his name now? I was gonna call him T'Challa, but I don't want to do that. Um, oh, uh, David, no, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Sorry. Thank Chadwick you. Boseman. Thank you, Chadwick. But I hope he's smart and gets that, gets that Skrilla, because that's a sure lot of money they, to they, come back I to him. I wonder what their deals are, but I'm sure, what, whenever he re-ups his, he's he's there. Everyone's going to be making some money off this. Uh, yeah. Ryan Coogler, I hope especially. Um, but yeah, this yeah. movie is is breaking crazy, crazy records, Kyle. I mean. This is this A sets up hard for a sequel because how are you going to top something along these lines as we've seen with some of these sequels in the Marvel universe? Uh, sometimes that, that that's hard to do, uh, but but I have faith, especially if they kind of keep the the same team um, as they've had with this one. 
Uh, yeah. Tyler Perry. Yes, sir. Oh, um, also, I was going to say they got the last laugh, basically, too, because uh, fifth place was number one. Um, and it, it overthrew Black Panther, basically, off the charts, right? Yeah, yeah. And, then yeah. It just and now it's now it's in fifth, but Black Panther <laughs> just dropped down one spot, which is crazy. So, oh, last John laugh. Uh-huh. One for black folks. <laughs> 1.27 billion worldwide. That's that's crazy. Uh, again, already surpassed Frozen uh, last year's The Beauty and the Beast. Um, this, uh, I'm, I'm I'm really I, I'm excited to see this again. Not in theaters, probably. Um, meaning I'm I'm excited to visit Wakanda again. And we only have 22 days if you go to the Thursday preview. Otherwise, 23 days until the early re- release of Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, the Infinity War, it seems to be on a boat Taraji P. Henson will bring, is bringing to Tyler Perry's Acrimony, uh, coming in at second place, $17 million, uh, not too shabby, rumored to cost about $20 million, so definitely Tyler Perry will be making his money back. Uh, Kyle, I know you had a uh, chance to check this movie out. What did you think? <laughs> what? What makes you think that? I was too busy watching. I got the hookup for this oh. one. Oh. <laughs> I have a question for you, sir. Yes. If you had to get into a staring contest with uh, Taraji P or um, um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Or A.J. Johnson. For your life, who or would be life. your opponent? <laughs> Ooh. I'm I'm gonna have to go Tracy Ellis Ross. I can't I can't compete with Cookie. They all scare me. Their eyes are just overwhelmingly big and scary. <laughs> or throw in uh uh Chloe De Janelle. Or not Chloe. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Zoe. Zoe De Janelle. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe. Whoops. Anyway, throw her in the mix. That's that's your three. That's tough, man. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Okay, if you had to go through a gauntlet, who would be your first opponent? Like you like that strategy right there. Zoe Deschanel, because okay. I would just like hum a song, have her sing, and then she would get distracted. Uh my next one, Tracy Alice Ross, um, because then I would have to talk uh either about a uh a Kanye. or her Kanye West uh, you know, kind of verses there. Um or maybe I would surprise her. And uh, and just talk about her mom. Just talk about a little bit, you know, Miss Diana Ross there. Um, and then I would that would have that would have prepped me for my stare down battle then with Taraji P. Yes, which I would probably lose. That uh, the scene that I was supposed to play here before Blog Talk put me in a figure for a leg lock. Um, <laughs> that staring contest between uh, um, well, it wasn't a staring contest, but you know what it was like. It was a stare down, more or less, mm-hmm. and. Um, she says, you know, you know, I'm the devil or I could be. Uh, so you don't want to mess with me. And it's just like, I couldn't, even as an actor, I would just be like, cut, cut. I can't. I can't. And it's crazy because she, she showcases so much um, confidence in so many roles, but she could play vulnerable, vulnerable just as well. I mean, even. You know, as her character, or not character because it's a real person, but when she was portraying Katherine Johnson, you know, as a meek, you know, uh, brilliant, you know, scientist, mathematician, what have you, 
Um, and then finally, when she would get that confidence out, you were just, you could see that transformation and, and mm-hmm. just like a good wrestler, when you can sell it with your look, with your eyes, uh, th- that's when you know someone's good. And, and Taraji P definitely, definitely has that. Do you think she would have been a uh, women's champion ever with that look in the WWE? <laughs> I think so. Ronda Rousey got it. That's for sure. Ooh, we'll, we'll she, be uh, talking about that a little later. She helped Stephanie on that one. That makes me nervous, though. Like, if she Ooh. has to carry Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was she gave her... A, Monday? She picked her up Monday? by the stomach. It was like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. That looked good. Oh, that was funny. Congrats to her, though, for... For doing her first, like doing her job and and putting somebody over. That's doing good. her job. <laughs> Holly Holm did her job too. Um, did you really watch rewatch? I got the hookup. <laughs> of course, man. That's my movie. No, Damn, I, this move. I got the hookup. By the way. Got three times its budget at the box office, over ten million dollars. And it's it's a hood classic, whether it's a whether hood we like it or classic. not. It is definitely a hood classic. <laughs> we should definitely do a rewatch um on I Got the Hookup. Maybe we'll have time during the ninety hours of wrestling. This upcoming weekend, Strong Style Media presents uh Insanity this weekend. Strong yeah. watching pro it's- wrestling. Oh um, man, we're pulling also, a double. I got the hookup. And we still I got really a quiet place and God, How cool would that be? Like like we should we should like do like a random like moment where we actually like watch watch a movie. Like I agree with that. Yeah. I said we do watch. raid the raid. I haven't I've raid? been wanting to watch that again. I've never heard of it. The raid? The yes. awesome uh, God, what is it? Is it Taiwan? No. Uh, it's a. I know Gareth Evans directed it. Uh, he's a, a Welshman, I believe. Mm-hmm. Indonesian is what it is. It's pretty much like those old school Nintendo games where you had to go level to level to pretty much get to the boss. Uh, that's that's what the raid is. It's it's uh-huh. about you know twenty cops go into this uh, trap house, if you will, this hot, uh, this uh, apartment complex. And they have to go in and get the big baddie. Well, the big baddie's got his crew. And he also said whoever kills these cops and gets rid of them all gets free rent for life. So it's pretty much 20 people versus uh, a a community. And it is brutal and it's awesome. And it's got fantastic uh, martial arts done by uh, fantastic Indonesian. What? What? See, and you know, you know, uh, that's a combination of like, Two of my favorite things, The Warriors and mm. Martial Arts. And then its sequel, The Raid 2, is even cooler because it's wow. very much like Infernal Affairs, where it has a lot more to do with uh, kind of being into the gang and a lot of undercover work. It's They're fantastic movies. They're heartbreaking. They're wonderful to watch. The action, the, the fight scenes are legit. I mean, Jackie Chan's a legend, but whew, this is Jackie Chan 2.0. Um, this, this is amazing. Uh, God, what's his name? He's, he was just in the, uh, darn it. What, what is his name? But he, he was in, uh, the Star Wars. Oh, Donnie uh, Yen. guys from this movie. 
of the other Star Wars movies. No, um, Eco Uwise is okay. his name. Uh, but he's he's awesome. He's he's really he's badass actually. But th- that those movies I would recommend. I remember seeing it like when it came out in Uptown because I read about it like a year in advance. They screened it somewhere in Europe, and everyone was like, "Hey, you're gonna want to see this movie." Because it'll blow your nuts off, and boy, did it! Um, I will definitely bring my Blu-rays, and uh, yeah, this, this that this shit are are the bees' knees. I don't know if I want my nuts blown off, though, man. Oh, man. We're gonna be kung fu fighting. We're gonna be Indonesianing it. It's it's awesome. There, it's six. It's maybe two. Yeah, it's probably about a little over four hours for both movies. But they're, they're damn well worth it. Um, you know what else is well, well worth it? Coming in at number one, Steven Spielberg's adaptation of Ernest Cline's 2011 bestseller. Uh, pretty much Member Berries, the book, of course, if you don't know what I keep referring to as Member Berries. Uh, it's pretty much everything that we eat when we say nostalgia is great. And yes, uh-huh. looking back, sometimes it can be wonderful. Uh, but sometimes you you leave your head scratching like, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, Ready Player One kind of does a little and all of that. But it did find a uh, an audience for sure, again, debuting at number one. Um, with the four-day weekend, since it did open on a Thursday, $53.2 million, uh, a little stronger uh, than Steven Spielberg's uh, latest efforts, but let's be real, those were all dramatics, uh, but uh, definitely did bigger than the BFG, which uh, is a very good film. Another adaptation Spielberg did uh, just a few years ago. Uh, but uh, again, Kyle, that international money, it's garnered over $128 million from the international crowds uh, from the opening weekend, already surpassing the budget. So hopefully with word of mouth, uh, this will get another week or so uh, strong performances at the box office. Uh, but, man, uh, we'll find out to see if this will earn a repeat viewing this weekend with uh, Half Pint himself or uh, if I'll be taking Kyle on an event. Oh, we don't have any clips. Oh, yeah, we do. On an adventure <laughs> that he won't forget. Three. It's a fight. <laughs> Three hidden challenges test the worthy traits, revealing three hidden keys to three magic gates. And those with the skill to survive these straits will reach the end. Where the prize awaits. Let the hunt begin. Oh. I think. Alex, did you get a clothesline? Okay, <laughs> Alex Dick <laughs> pedigreed, but uh, I think he's back. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, I did get pedigree because of it was ready player fun. Uh, Mark Rylance, uh, my God, Ben Mendelssohn, who's the villain's villain of this generation, I would say. He's definitely the, let's say, the the Ed Harris of this uh, generation character actors, where everything he's in, you know he's just going to kill it, even though he's primarily a bad guy. Uh, Voices of, uh, or not voices, but you got Simon Pegg, voices of T.J. Miller, uh, Ty Sheridan leading the group along with Olivia Cooke. Um, Again, this this movie is about... um, a, a young gamer, if you will, you know, who lives in the stacks, uh, played by, again, Ty Sheridan here. Wade Watts is the character that he goes by, and essentially he goes into the Oasis. Apparently, this is a post-apocalyptic, harsh realm, you know, that America that uh, is in, in in the year 2045. So him, as well as countless others, go into this Oasis, a virtual reality world, to escape life and basically try to get rich. Um, this was a, a movie, Kyle. Uh, you know, of course, they're trying to, you know, oust and, and get rid of, you know, out of the ways of of the government, if you will. Um, you know, which I would say was was kind of a, a play on how net neutrality was kind of, you know, running over the last few years. But, of course, Trump kind of ending it over the last few months here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, there's, of course, the big thing is, uh, every, uh, nostalgic view, you know, that you see, you know, especially in the trailers, when you see your, your Terminators, your, your Chucky's DeLoreans, your, your motorcycles from Acura, this is everything and anything that if you're a pop culture nerd like us, this is right up your, your, your wheelhouse. And it, it does have some pretty awesome, awesome scenes, Kyle. Um, it's a, a, a fantastic fun film. This is Spielberg to the T. I'm not going to lie. I started this movie with a smile from ear to ear when they splashed the Amblin logo, which of course brought me all the way back. Mouthful of member berries, just thinking about, you know, the ETs, the Jurassic parks, the American tales, the amazing stories, you know, just all this stuff that, that I grew up watching as well as everybody in the audience that night. And um, it's it, it's wonderful. The the one thing again, it's very Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka have you, of course, being played brilliantly by Mark Rylance, who who kind of plays the the key holder, the mastermind behind the game that everybody is in the Oasis trying to uh, trying to get. Since they are, you know, if they uh, def, def, get these three keys and get these tasks done, which no one has in the history since he passed away. Um, um, essentially what happens is they get the keys. They get to run and, and, and be the king of the Oasis, which means essentially control the Internet, make everything safe again. But, of course, it's the Internet, Kyle. It's virtual reality. So what's there? Assholes. So there's a lot of that. It's a lot of trolling. It's it's kind of a commentary on a how you know we do escape to our screens. You know, you know our tablets, our phones, hell, even our VR gear now. So you know it's kind of like hey, settle down a little bit. You don't have to go on that. You know, every second of every hour. 
but of course, the references is what you come to this movie for, and boy, are they a plenty. Uh, the trailers didn't do it justice because the first couple that I saw really annoyed me, Kyle. Because I was like, oh, this, why is there a Tron race? Why is there King Kong in this? But to be honest, it all makes sense within the story because it's all upon the levels that they're trying to reach these keys. And there's one, one fantastic setup during one of these, uh, one of these uh, uh, missions, Kyle, that they do a throwback to a, a, a film um, that kind of makes sense on how the creator started this whole, uh, you know, facade or, or you know, essentially this, this adventure for everyone to try to get the keys here. Um, and, and, and what they do is basically it's, it's about the creator not liking their work in a way. Um, which I kind of thought was done pretty damn brilliantly. I don't know how they kind of brought a lot of those scenes out, um, but but it definitely definitely worked. Uh, the the the, uh, the race scene again that you see in the preview um, is kind of a heavily uh, into the beginning of the film, so it does kind of express a little bit more uh, from there. It's a fun film. Um, but to be honest, Kyle, I left it, I liked it, but it was kind of like, okay, I've seen it. Um, you know, it's not something that I kind of, I, I'd like to see again eventually. Um, mm. but to me, there wasn't really any threat. Like he wasn't like the poorest of the poor and, you know, he needs to win this money to you know, it was basically, he wanted to become rich. You know, there was no hustle. There was no, you know, real struggle that you saw. It was just more like boredom or, you know, kind of Bitcoining, if you will, or, you know, PUBG, where it's just like, hey, I just want to be relevant. You know, as I'm sure a lot really? of people online gaming are. Yes. Well, that's kind of weak. So aside from all the... the was he disrespected at all? Or anything? Um... Like bullied? I, I guess. I mean, he has a awesome counterpart played by Olivia Cook, who's Artemis, who's, you know, kind of the online avatars, as you kind of see from the trailers. Um, of course, they kind of meet up later on. And how they sh- kind of show who each of these people are behind their avatars, I thought was cleverly and brilliantly done, because uh, you never know who you're kind of on the online uh, gaming world with, or the internet. Mm-hmm. you? Um, yep. So that that was done. I mean, it's a fun movie. It's just it it wasn't everlasting. It wasn't like a Thor, or it wasn't like Black Panther. Um, it was you know kind of a toss away story. But my biggest question at the end was if anyone born after the year two thousand saw this movie, they would probably scratch their head and not know. 80% of the references either because the song, the music choices that they do, I get it. The backdrop of the story is eighties nostalgia, but it got a little too, uh, cliched, if you will. I see. That's a bummer. Cause I was expecting like a glowing review, I guess, but I remember like, I remember you saying earlier, I think it was kind of both of us. It was kind of like, something we wanted to see, but it wasn't anything like spectacular, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- was it like right at your expectation in when you 
I mean, after all, like after the film was over, was you just like, this is what I expected? It exceeded my expectations, to be honest with you. Because, again, yeah. judging from the trailer, besides that last one that I saw, I kind of, my interest for it kind of waned. I was like, oh, this looks really lame. It looks a little too kiddie-ish. Um, but, you know, again, the parts that I thought were going to be the weakest of it, judging from the trailers, actually kind of were the more entertaining plots or uh, uh, scenes in the movie where the plot in itself, which usually should carry the film, really, again, didn't do too much for me. It was, you know, they were trying to uprise against, you know, the elitists, if you will. But again, it wasn't really like any threat. It was like us living during the Bush years. Where it's mm. like, oh, bad shit's happening, but we'll get through it. You know, yeah. like like that that kind of stuff. I see. So, like, if it was like, hey, if you guys don't win or solve these puzzles, we will take, we will get rid of virtual reality and all this, which they kind of were, but they were just monetizing it. Like, it was still going to be available to the people. It was just going to be monetized. So, again, that neutrality, what we're kind of experiencing now until hopefully the year 2020, where that gets abolished. But it's a it's a good movie. Again, it's it's a fun movie. But the references, even for me, were a little like okay. Or like I said, it was more. I kept thinking, I don't think a lot of people are going to get this. But this is definitely a movie for the thirty forty, you know, thirty forties crowd. I would say, for sure. Okay, that's fair. So then, is it worth movie theater money? Or is it just something I can wait until I go? Uh, I liked it more than Ready Player One. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this would be on 3D. Um, I, I I would say the next viewing I see, I would probably have to see it on 3D because I think that would probably be a little bit different element to the story there. Give you that actual virtual reality aspect that the characters are experiencing on screen. Um. And who made the original? Uh, this is just based off of a book um, based on nostalgia. Oh, okay. A so book? it who feels was like who a was What? When was it made? Because somebody told me that it was a remake. 2011. The book was made in 2011. Oh, okay. Well, that's not bad. That's cool. And then Spielberg made it. And Spielberg was great at directing. Again, I'm I'm harshing it. I would probably give it a I would give it an, a a seven and a half out of ten. Um, again, there was a lot to process. Some scenes knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, the the lead was good. Ty Sheridan was good. Olivia Cook. Um, I I enjoyed the hell out of her. Ben Mendelsohn chewing up the scenery, as always. T J Miller playing a dirt bag. As always, Mark Rylance doing, uh, I would say, doing his best, um, what's his name? Uh, gosh darn it. Uh, his best impersonation of Crispin Glover, um, I would say, <laughs> to the T. But I would um, one of the, the highlights for me, Lena Waithe from the fantastic Netflix show uh, with... <coughs> Sorry, with um with Aziz Ansari, Master of None, 
who uh, she just won a Golden Globe for or Emmy for writing um, last year as well for for her work on that. She's fantastic. She was definitely a highlight for me, um, not only uh, with her voice work, but as well as uh, when she would kind of come out on screen there. So uh, it's it's a fun film. It's a good film, but it wasn't something that was everlasting. So you know maybe on uh, upon second viewing. Um, I'll dig it a little bit more. Maybe I won't be straining my eyes looking for every reference, which could have been a part of it. But uh, but uh, I would say it's definitely a, a matinee film on the weekend. Okay. Yeah, so it's not worth uh, – so it's actually worth comfortable seats, but just matinee yeah. money. And not worth uh, cramping your back, sitting in those – Seats no, that God, don't even no. go backwards. You will hate that movie. You will hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh God, what movie did I go see? And um, was it two films? Yeah, because I got two buckets. Ooh, I don't remember what movies we went to go see, but I know they were long ones, and I was just like, "Good God, I'd rather sit in a in a um, Spirit Airline seat." Oh than- no. Than sit in like one of those old school, non stadium style seating. Like oh, that's so retro. <laughs> that, that's so oh. retro. That's so retro. That's, that's like nineteen seventy. So retro. That is. Shout out to Raven Simone. Um. So, uh, what did you think of Tyler Perry presents Acrimony? We don't shout out Raven Simone. Oh, really? Yeah, she like she like denounced her African American side, so we don't. What? How? Can't do that. She said it. She was like, "I'm not black." Like, I think that's what OJ says. Something like that too. Like, I'm not black. I'm just OJ. Like, what? (laughs) What? <laughs> this is craziness. But I think like Raven Simone actually went on air and was just like, "I'm not black," or she don't identify as black, and everybody was like, "Record scratch." Then what the hell do you what identify yourself as? Yes. Now you got me googling it before I'm talking reckless, but I do know that I have a strong feeling because I'm. I think I uh, talked about it on like Hip Hop Mondays once upon a time. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That would yeah. What was that? Uh, nah, nah, nah. Um, say, you wanted mm. to get your member berries on here, Kyle. Um, whoa, I don't want to start an update now. Um, ready to break into a few films that you kind of loved and adored as a kid, and you watch. As you get a little older and be like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, I have quite a few. Oh, man, let's break it down, sir. Cue the <laughs> theme. Yeah, she actually told Oprah, don't call me black, by the way. Really? To Oprah? Yeah. yeah. Man, you That's don't say reported. that to the queen. That it's is reported. reported. Where, where is it reported? Jezebel.com? Uh, no, Boston News. But then also here, uh, People.com, uh, Raven Simone doesn't identify as African-American. So, yeah, she uh, was like, I ain't black. Don't call me black, son. 
I'd be like, cut that bitch off. Ooh. That's what I say. Can I? Well, she's. I, I can't. I can't call a woman a b word, but no. You could tell her to shut up. Shut that mess up. Or just say, keep your your ignorance to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, here I got this for for something funny. Here, we can list the uh, movies to this. <laughs> oh, Benny Hill. <laughs> One of them for me was Street Fighter. I be- that was like the you number like one movie. Shit? When I, we was kids, we was kids, yes, that movie was dope. Like, man. Sorry. Sega Saturn, we had the game, we were marks, and. They made we, a Street Fighter, the movie video game with Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme. Wow. Yep. And it was 2D, but it was actual stills of them, ah. like, throwing the moves and stuff. No way. Yeah, their voices and everything. Like, Raul Julia. Was M. Bison, even though he's Spanish. Yes. Gomez Adams himself. Wow, he was throwing punches? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So Kylie Minogue (laughs) is in a video game. The nurse from ER. Cammie. Oh my god, you're totally right. This is the craziest yeah. thing ever. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> I never realized Ryu, yeah. the actor, looked nothing like Ryu from the video game. You totally don't. Why wouldn't you get Brandon Scott Lee just to play Ryu? The only person who they did accurate, if anybody, was uh, DJ. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But DJ. Like, Balrog wasn't even Balrog. Uh no. Uh, Blanca wasn't developed yet, so that don't count. That was, that was terrible. Actually, he was developed, and that was yeah, that was pretty bad too. Zangief was cool. I thought they did a good job. Bison was Samoa Joe or E Honda was Samoa Joe. Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Oh man. So you actually yeah. like that movie? I remember leaving the theater thinking, "What the hell did I just see?" <laughs> like I said, we were we were teenagers, like kids almost. And you were like seven when that came out. Yeah, and so you we were like, this is cool. And uh, I watched it now, and I'm just like, what in the hell? Like, especially there was a part where uh, Zangief tackled E. Honda through the floor, and they they showed, like, the paper mache of where they, like, went through, and they didn't bother to, like, cover that up or anything. So you just saw it flapping. <laughs> and I was like, this is poor. Poorly done. Um, <laughs> what's funny is on my list that I had, the second thing that popped in my head, so it's kind of a great transition from Street Fighter. Jean-Claude Van Damme, pretty much all of his movies that he's ever been in. <laughs> I, I've, I'm not kidding, Kyle, from the age of like six, Jill, I was probably about 13. I, I probably saw every Van Damme movie at least five times. Okay. From Universal Soldier to Lionheart, of course, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Double Impact, Hard Target, Cyborg, 
I even saw Street Fighter Hell, the movie with Dennis Rodman, Double Team, <laughs> Double Time <G>? Cop, <laughs> Death Warren, Sudden Death. This guy, nowhere to run. This guy made a lot of fucking movies. <laughs> and I G, saw them God, all no. multiple times. But you know why they're so hard to watch now? And I kind of think I knew it as a kid. But of course I was a kid, so I was like, oh, yeah, boobs. The random ass sex scenes. That would be incorporated into these Van Damme movies. Oh, and his uh, dancing, too? Yeah, that's odd. And I don't know if Tommy Wiseau kind of took his style, or if that's just that part of Europe's style before movie making to insert random sex scenes and male buttocks. But, But Van Damme movies had that to the nth degree. So those movies definitely are are ones that do not age well. No, um, what was that one where, oh, jeez, it was The Ring, and it was everybody, like, from around the world, different styles, and he represented USA, and he fought that, like, dude from Mongolia, who had to, like, just the uh, beard, uh, not beard, but the uh, braid in the back of his head, and that's it, otherwise he was bald. And yeah, um, Bloodsworth? or was, was that Kickboxer? Blood? Damn it! Hmm? I mean, it wasn't Kickboxer. Maybe Kickboxer, but like he was telling a story, and it yeah, was Kickboxer. Uh, was it Kickboxer? And he's yes. telling a story, and um, he ends up like working later as like a uh, craftsman or something, and I don't know. <laughs> Van Damme like, uh, returned in Kickboxer, Kickboxer Vengeance, by the way. Did you see? Um, didn't he do a TV show like based on like one of his old characters? Not too long ago, he was in a show called Jean Claude Van Johnson. I want to say on Amazon, where it's pretty much he's Jean Claude Van Damme, but he's just like a regular guy or like a super age, secret agent or something like that. That's Kinda cool. It's supposed to be really funny. Check it out, Amazon Prime, fellow culturists. <laughs> ah, that is weird. Is he funny? Uh, I have not seen it yet. It's it's on the it's on the dockets for sure. Hmm. Why in the, on earth can I not find this movie? Like I'm in the two thousand. I know it didn't come out. Like, oh, oh, there's more. Whoa, this is way off timeline. Okay, I was trying. I'm, I'm not looking at IMDb. Google has actually led me down. Thanks, Google. Google. You just, I try to like find his films, and it's not in timeline order. And so I, what I, I, I never mind. I'm just randomly talking. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but it's not Kickboxer. But it came, it came out in like. 2000s, I swear it did. Um, mm-mm. I'm Holy trying to find. Crap! Shawn Michaels cut his hair off. Breaking news. What? For what? Just because I don't know. Cut his hair off. That's depressing. He was in Derailed. Oh, that's cool. Who? Van Damme. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> uh, the Quest? Yeah, that movie was garbage. 
Is this it? Like they're they're bad. But the, I I'll I'll give you this. What what would you rather watch six straight movies of Van Damme or Steven Seagal movies? Oh my God! I will, yeah, man. I would rather watch a Van Damme movie all day. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Especially, like, well, they're both gross human beings, apparently. They are. But when Steven Seagal threw a foot like a straight edge sword, so what had no bend to it. He, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. When he threw a straight edge sword out a window and it boomeranged out the window into a car and cut a man's head off, I was just like, I'm done. I can't. I just can't watch a, a Steven Seagal film at all, point blank, oh period. My God. They're bad. That nice was to watch those two. Horrible. And what's crazy is like Schwarzenegger movies are just as corny, like Commando. I mean, but that's great, though. But at least he had great one-liners. Like Van Damme was trying to do that. He was just like the the younger pipsqueak brother, if you will, to, to Schwarzenegger's elder uh, statesman and get well soon Arnold um, and uh, it's it's crazy to look back and I can watch a Schwarzenegger movie Stallone movies are a little harder they're, they're, they do not age well at all uh, but Seagal and Van Damme for sure are, are definitely still on the bottom of the list uh, next uh, next film sir um, you know I well that was one of them I can't think of the other. I lost it. I'm really intrigued and trying to find this damn John Carpenter damn movie. I can't even think of it no more. But I swear it was called like The Ring or like The Quest. I, f- I feel like it's The Quest. I think it's The Quest, yeah. I swear it's The Quest. And yeah. Um, well, I watched that movie a lot, actually, as a kid. <laughs> and it's it's really weird now. <laughs> but yeah, Bloodsport was another one, too, I thought was weird. Although I loved it. I just thought it was weird. That movie, that that's actually one of his better ones because he was still very very new. Do you know he was actually cast as the Predator in Predator uh, with the suit and everything, and they realized he was a dick and he was short, so they got someone else. Um, <laughs> a movie that I used to like a lot for some reason, uh, probably just due to the cast, since I was a huge SNL and SCTV fan. Uh, that I saw this in a the theater numerous times. <clears throat> soundtrack, hell, we had a young Tupac Shakur uh, rapping about uh, all around the world the same song. Whoa. Yes, the uh, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> directed, written abomination. The character acted uh, one of the most disgusting things ever seen on screen. Nothing but trouble. Chevy Chase, everyone's just collecting a check, coked out, what have you. Uh, this is one of the worst films I would say ever. That's a heartbreaker. The most grossest films ever. Uh, R.I.P. John Candy, but good God, man, I know you. I know you had some friends. You know your your friends kind of made this film, but uh, I don't know what everyone was thinking when they decided to say yes. This was a good thing, but hey, you made <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's that's depressing. Um, I saw it on TV not that long ago. Actually, while I was like. In in a lobby, so I was watching it, and I thought it was kind of entertaining for what it was. But in your Bugatti, yes, yep, first show. You already know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, I thought Spawn is really uncomfortable to watch now. Ooh, why? <sighs> I I just think the production behind it is really poor. 
um, and just awkward. Um, the special effects. So yeah, I think that's just what it was. The special effects was really awkward. Because it has a black superhero. No, I thought that would be the beauty <laughs> of it. And um, the clown. So I don't know. I just think it's really weird to watch now. I, feel, I think Clown it had, is it had still weird transition. Such an under, underrated character. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. I with was that. just like, am I watching a TV like show at this point? Like, like why are there transitions like this in a movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's so to weird. To be fair, it was a New Line Cinema movie, and they were known for that shit a lot. I mean, but even I mean that movie's now over twenty years old. I mean, it's still... I, I haven't seen it in probably at least 10 years. I know yeah. I used to love that movie. I thought for, at the time, what they did was, was pretty damn good. I used to love that cartoon show on HBO. But I saw Spawn at the drive-in probably like twice mm-hmm. and at the theater a few times. But I, I could see where it's kind of uncomfortable to kind of watch. Yeah. I um, I thought it was one of, one of the one of the better movies, but I was really looking forward to a reboot, to be honest. Like, yeah. it, reboots piss me off. I'm not going to lie. promising that. I think he just <laughs> promised it last year. It's like every three years he says, we got a Spawn movie coming. Mm. And then he goes bankrupt. That sucks. Well, Michael J. White just put the money up and redo it. He should. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. got that <laughs> he's got that adult Never back down to money. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know this. Holy shit, I want to go back and read these. Uh, Spawn, some writers for Spawn have been Na- uh, Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore, and Frank Miller. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some say an overrated murderer's row of comic writers. Oh. <laughs> oh, Michael J. White. Whatever happened to Donald Gibb? Ooh, it's a good question. You know what else is a good question? <laughs> Why people like the movie Teen Wolf? Because hell, I certainly did. Um, I thought, hey, if you can get Alex P. Keaton to uh, turn into a werewolf and dunk a basketball, I am all for Whoa. it. I rented this movie from Blockbuster probably every weekend for a year straight. Uh, I caught this movie randomly on Showtime many a years back, probably about five years ago. And uh, it was, A, one of the hardest films to watch, and B, one of the hardest films to listen to since uh, it was a very homophobic film. Uh, And forgetting the 80s just nonchalantly would throw out random uh, horrible epitaphs, uh, whether it's regarding sexuality or, or race or even gender. Um, which it's, it's again, very hard to watch some of these 80s classics. But Teen Wolf, unfortunately, is one I won't revisit anytime soon. Uh, sorry, Jason Bateman. I also did enjoy the sequel, but no Teen Wolf 2 for this guy. That movie, again, very uncomfortable to watch nowadays. I, uh, I have not seen Teen Wolf. And I refuse to watch the MTV TV show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's like a dramatic show based on a movie about a guy who's in, you know, just a little wiener kid, and then he becomes a werewolf <laughs> and a stud. Because everyone's like, yeah, what? All the girls are like, I want to bang that werewolf guy. Why not? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? 
Yeah, everybody gets Jack Black when they when they see Teen Wolf, but um, um, yeah, I just I I know it's with Michael J. Fox, but I just never saw it. Man, what 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 you got next up on the list there, sir? Um, nothing. I I'm actually curious to to hear yours because like I feel like. I don't know. I don't know what's really, really else is really uncomfortable anymore. Uh, for me, just because I, I don't like it, uh, the Goonies. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I oh. think it's uh, severely overrated. Um, sloth, uh, very. Uh, wow, you cannot get away with that nowadays. Um, the 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 chubby kid. Uh, just so many again stereotypes that that are just not worth it and I mean it's cool to kind of see some of the younger actors but it's the Spinelli's everything like that it's just to me it's it's really hard to watch and to me it does not age well um, unlike uh, some some certain movies 16 Candles again kind of the same way Breakfast Club I adored these movies as kids I still do but deep down they, they are definitely not not good movies <laughs> and kids. very very insensitive john hughes my god i mean he is a god he is heralded as a a great guy who knows angst and coming of age which i guess i mean that's the true realness to it because let's be real teenagers are assholes kids are assholes you'll say and do whatever the hell you want so i guess there is more of the realistic portrayal on that but uh, a guy turning it into a werewolf that's that's not so much um No, Real quick, that, uh, that's funny. That's funny you mentioned that because that that movie, Kids, the opening scene, that was kind of gross. Dope. Yeah, no, it was gross. Like, I saw that at eleven, and I was like, "Whoa!" He just <laughs> gave her AIDS. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I was in Chicago with my cousins. They had Cinemax. It was like the summer. I would always stay in Chicago over the summer. And I remember they had Cinemax, and they're like, now playing tomorrow night, kids. And I was hip with movie news, like, in the 90s. I would read, you know, different magazines. I, I would read, you know, random stuff at bookstores like Variety and shit like that. And so I knew of this movie. I knew of Harmony Corinne um, and how outlandish and realistic this movie's supposed to be. And I remember I got my cousins like, hey, we should watch this movie. Who They were a few years older. And a halfway through, and like you said, after that beginning scene, they look at me and like, I don't think you should be watching this movie. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. It's fine. And at the end, I remember looking at them thinking, I should not have watched this movie. Like, whatsoever. <laughs> hey, why, why is that? Why don't you let me watch this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. We had to watch it for health class in seventh grade. So, uh oh, I always got hit with a uh, sledgehammer. Um, he may call back. I hope. Uh, in the meantime, it's about forty-two minutes left of the show, so we are gonna go ahead and cut to commercial break as uh, Alex tries to get back on the line. And when we come back, um, we are, I believe, going to talk music news. We're going to talk some music news, and then, um, whoa, 
You don't even have a name. In the ah. studio. They, they didn't even give you a I name. Ninja you. Ninja. Oh, okay. Um, a few things I want to get to before we go to break here really quick, Kyle. Uh, yeah. The Rock, during an interview, I believe, with Rolling Stone, uh, pretty much says him and Vin Diesel probably won't be working together ever again. He, he, he questions his Fast in the Future uh, kind of uh, continuation with that, with Fast 9 or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Maybe uh, Fine? Mixing the F. Anyways. Um, so they had a face-to-face uh, chat in in his trailer, in the Rock's trailer, and said pretty much they did not uh, meet eye to eye on a how uh, professional-wise, as well as you know, kind of where they think the franchise should go and their philosophies on movie making, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, and pretty much said uh, all the scenes in Fast Eight, uh, they definitely did not film together. They were rarely, if ever, on set together. Um, and so he's pretty much said he's done so, but he said he's still working on a spinoff, the Hobbs spinoff with Statham, and says he's going to try to make that the best damn thing and probably start his own gimmick there, um, as well as John Cena, uh, who will be seeing this upcoming weekend in the uh, in Blockers, which I cannot wait to see. Can't wait to yeah. laugh, laugh my ass off on that one. Um, has not only uh, been cast as Duke Nukem, which I believe we uh, kind of said last week as yeah. well, kind of breaking news. Uh, but also says he would like to go uh, one-on-one with the great one in the Fast and the Furious franchise. What do you think of uh, Cena if he was added on to the spinoff level? Um, ooh, we would that be bad for Cena's character? Uh, but um, entertainment-wise, like like John Cena in the movie, I think it'd be great. Um, I could definitely see him playing the same role as like Hobbs, you know. Yeah. Um, and them kind of like, like, I would want John Cena to play Tyrese. You know how Paul Walker was a Tyrese? I would want yeah. John Cena to be, you know, I want The Rock to be Paul Walker, and I want John Cena to be Tyrese. Like, I want that type of back and forth. <laughs> That'd be good. I, him and Statham, I, I think, have pretty good back and forth, though. I, I think so, too. And I think the... You know, like, if you just threw them in the mix and then, you know, John Cena kind of plays that, like, jealous person, like, who's this guy? You know, forget him. You know, like, I think that would be kind of cool to watch. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately, something uh, you and I and millions of others thought would have been cool to watch, uh, FX's uh, unfortunately now canceled Deadpool animated show that uh, Atlanta's creators Donald and uh, Stephen Glover were behind um, – Apparently, we might have a reason why this show was kind of scrapped due to creative differences between Glover, uh, the brothers Glover, and FX was might be due to Taylor Swift. Apparently, there was an episode middle of the season uh, that kind of didn't portray Taylor in the, uh, I guess, kindest of lights. He actually, uh, uh, Stephen uh, Glover actually wrote, uh, there really was a Taylor Swift episode. It was hilarious, and it definitely was the last straw. LOL. Then he also followed up with a uh, now-deleted tweet. Our show wasn't too black. It wasn't really that black at all, but we definitely wanted to give Rick and Morty a run for their money, and I think we, we would have. Proud of the gang. Uh, if Taylor Swift, if you find out that really she had something to kind of nix it that could affect her branding or him kind of exposing her and her likeness, 
Um, do you think, uh, A, that's a bullshit reason, which I'm going to say you're probably going to say yes, uh, and B, why should that stop? Why why should someone like her kind of monetize on how this program should be run? And even though FX brings out fantastic programming, do you think there was another underlying, underlining reason why? Does Shane McMahon really have diverculosis or diverculitis or whatever it is? Hey, he took a photo in a hospital. <laughs> All right, Tim. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> no, I. It didn't stop Kanye. Why should it stop people? Like that's that's like the whole, and that goes back to um, DJ Envy and and uh, Jesus and Mero. Uh If you if you remember that incident, and where where Envy walked off on his own show, and it was like for what. You know, like like there's there has to be another reason behind it instead of what they gave. Um, so yeah, then for him to say like mm. it wasn't that black, like like I, I think I think it was canceled for that reason. Like people are gonna watch this show, realize it's not what it is, and then ratings are gonna fall. And that was probably but why the should it be black? It's not the stories of Earn and you know and and Darius. exactly. I mean. It's uh, but, Deadpool. It's Wade, it's their humor branded into Wade Wilson. Of course, but that also ties in. Remember how I said that when you when you see their names, you're gonna automatically tie it into something. And um, when uh, take Black Jesus for example, right? It had Aaron McGruder's name on it, so people were thinking Boondocks, but it wasn't. It was something different, and so it it didn't work right away. Same with Family Guy. Same with Cleveland Show. Got canceled. Like, they were expecting Family Guy, but it wasn't. So, like, um, I just feel like with with them, uh, with their names on it and Atlanta doing as great as it is, people are just going to expect it and it's not going to be that. And so, um, um, I don't know if uh, if they were worried about it being too black, so they scrapped it. I don't know. I mean, I just don't think someone. Granted, Taylor Swift is is uh, a what is that a presence? I guess you could say, but I don't think she's yeah. someone who can shut down a show. I don't oh, think she has no. that type of power to <laughs> shut down like like a whole ass show like like before it even gets on air and everything. I don't think she has that type of power. Wow. Yeah, she might, though. I mean, she's got that <laughs> Apple Music backing now. So, no, I'm kidding. But, I mean, <laughs> obviously, you know, satire is satire for a reason. I think if you're in that culture, uh, you you are, you know, open to be, you know, meticulously kind of picked upon. But, I mean, as long as it wasn't too savage. But, again, it's Deadpool. So, uh, you know, HBO, a lot of other, you know, avenues have done that. Like you said, Kanye West, for God's sakes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of unfortunate. Um, of course, we won't know until uh, maybe they, they get another uh, show to, to kind of get it. But I'm sure Disney probably had something to do with that uh, as well with the merger with uh, with Fox there. So uh, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, in two and two. Some musical monster. We'll talk some Coachella 
We'll talk about Kyle's new releases, some uh, some reviews and what have you. And, of course, before the night is over, we'll be talking some Atlanta. Also, breaking news, Dana White officially announces Brock Lesnar is indeed coming back to the UFC. And we'll be back in two and two. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah. We got you covered. Yeah. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. Ah, cool. I'm playing music, so. Sing something for us. Welcome back to the Pop Culturist. Uh, we're going to break it down into <laughs> the musical mantra. Kyle, uh, sing us in into the segment. Sir. I was thinking of some Dr. Dre, and I probably shouldn't sing that out loud. So, um, <laughs> I have no idea what to sing. Um, uh, nothing. You're not going to get anything from me. Sorry. I, I can't think of anything. And I'm not going to embarrass myself. 
Man. <laughs> Sorry. I kind I let you down. I know. I know. That's not... <laughs> I uh oh, I guess um I need to talk more, huh? <laughs> it's the gift you always wanted. <laughs> the, the gift I always wanted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nope. 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 Oh, um, shout out! Uh, Night Rider premiered at 32 years. Oh, sorry, it ended 32 years ago today. R.I.P. Kit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, I've never saw Knight Rider actually. I just remember it on um, Def Jam, or not? Well, Def you'll Jam, see it in uh, Ready Celebrity Player Deathmatch. One. What's up? It's, um, um, Celebrity Deathmatch, not uh, not Def Jam. <laughs> That'd be weird. Knight Rider in a um, like Fight for New York or Def Jam Vendetta, like those weird games. Def Jam Vendetta. The game was Holy. tight. I remember that stuff. <laughs> um, I totally lost all my notes. I apologize. Because I had, like, um, reviews and stuff to talk about. But, mm. um, wow. Job Rule has reportedly not paid taxes for over a decade. Is that interesting? Not really. I mean, it's, a, it's not surprising, I guess. Yeah. Um, for some reason, they're saying Rick Ross is wearing a lace, uh, a lace front wig, but he has his hair cut. I guess they're trying to call like LeBron and saying how he has uh, extensions, like to put to cover up his balding spot. I guess that's weird. Hmm. I don't think that even matters. Like, that's weird. Like, celebrities do weird things to keep their appearance up. Yeah, that is true. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know think... he was still a a um, a celebrity, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Brock Hampton, have you listened to him at all? He's going to be at uh, Sunset this year. Uh, I, I've dabbled. Uh, he's coming out with a uh, trilogy album, which is kind of cool. Um, it's been a while. or Actually, I don't even recall anybody coming out with a triple album. For a triple a album. CD. What about uh, R. Kelly? Didn't he go all the way up to four? Ick. For what? Like his first Ignition? set of albums? Ick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um Yeah, but it's called saturation. Um Doesn't cool the weekend do like a trilogy album called Trilogy? Did he? That'd be kind of interesting. I didn't know that either. Kanye? What? It was uh graduation, late registration, well, college dropout? No, not like a three. Like it's. I believe it's gonna be all at once, though. Like you get a set with three CDs. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I don't so think like it's... So like when Bone Thugs and Harmony released Art of War, but it was really three CDs? Uh, yeah, I guess. Or like Gift and Curse, or no, Blueprint, I guess. Blueprint oh, was like yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a three CD thing because you had Blueprint and Blueprint 2.1, but it was all related and tied in together. I still count as a three CD set if you bought them all together. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ti and Tiny's divorce process has been reportedly halted, so they are not getting divorced. Um, do you expect that? Although, however, Snoop Dogg is also in the talks as well. Of uh, getting a divorce, and he's been married for twenty six no! years. Wow. Mhm. I mean, I get it, but wow, yeah, that sucks. Um. Yeah, that's like when you're a celebrity. Like, why even get married anymore? Yeah, Logic Shannon got Tatum just got divorced. Like a week. Yeah, uh, Logic. He was married for like, a, yeah. like. Three, couple four years, months. Oh, I thought it was a couple years. It might be a couple years. I know they was like what together for a while, but I feel like it wasn't that long. I don't know. I could be wrong. Hey, Kyle. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. What What were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I was just. I mean, with with Channing Tatum divorcing, like you said, logic. Um, I mean, do do you believe in marriage? Are you ever going to get married? No. Or do you think it's a dead institution in uh, in 2018 and beyond? <laughs> no, I do believe. Uh, I do believe in it. I do believe in marriage. Um, I do believe there is somebody for someone, and they can you know stay together forever. But um, there's also nowadays people who are just like you know like. Uh, cheating happens to everyone. So, like, they're all like, let's do open relationships. Like, that's a new fad I'm hearing now, too, is open relationships. But it's becoming more common, I should say. Is that something you can get behind? Me? Nah. I'm not that type of dude. (laughs) 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 Like, I've always, I've always, like, stuck with one person. Like, I, I guess I'm just old school like that. I can't, I can't have multiples. It's just weird, and it's hard to keep balance. I'm too lazy for all that, you know. <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally lazy. <laughs> oh man, stamina. <laughs> I mean, I got that. I mean, if we're getting personal, I got that. Like I'm just saying, but like, I'm just, I don't like to juggle. Cause then it's like, if I have one person over, and I get a text message from like person like B. Like, I accidentally come over and announce, and I got a lie, but like, uh, I'm sick. Can't come over today. Like, or like, you know, or just weird stuff. Like, I got a lie. Why don't you schedule gonna... a two hour block in between? Um, maybe. If I'm, I just got to be like crafty, like Noah from She's Gotta Have It. <laughs> just say you got to sure. go to work. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I I don't know. I'm I'm just lazy. And it just never got me anywhere like doing all that crap. So, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> um this is interesting. Um there's a model 
who filed a $5 million lawsuit um, against uh, someone who did a cover artist or a cover art. Um, anyway, back in October of last year, Cardi B um, faced a, a lawsuit saying that the art was uh, stolen for the cover of her like Gangsta Bitch mixtape. Volume uh-huh. 1. This was before Bodak Yellow. Um, so before she became like majorly successful, she's been doing mixtapes, and this was one of them. Um, the uh, album cover shows a man with predominantly uh, back tattoos uh, <laughs> performing oral sex on Cardi uh, as she sips from her bottle of beer. <laughs> uh, the model uh, sued the blossoming rapper last year after claiming that his back tattoos were photoshopped onto the album cover. Um, <clears throat> uh, Kevin Brophy, the man filing uh, the documents, is asking for $5 million as he never uh, consented to his image being used in such a sexual nature, affirming that he did not pose for the photo or sign off on it. What? what? So, what so else he, was he doing in that position then? What he was saying was that uh, I believe is that it wasn't his uh, back tattoo, or it wasn't him in the photo, and that his back tattoos were put onto someone else to make it hmm. seem like it was oh, him. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, Cardi B and her legal team are claiming that the man in the photos is a young, dark-skinned male, while the plaintiff is a middle-aged Caucasian man. Um, while the tats are strikingly similar upon comparison, uh, they're hoping that one that pretty much the race between the two is the uh, the uh, ace in the hole to win the case. Otherwise, uh, she got to pay that bread. So, um, another another D factor or another factor is that the man. Is she? Um, no, I don't think so. I thought I saw something where, well, apparently not. Must have been one of those fake news items. Um, there is a thing that she's going through right now because she's with uh, uh, Offset, and Offset got another chick knocked up, and she has to like kind of deal with that right now, like because she's with them, so. There's that. Yeah, she's been hinting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Am I, am I still wrong that she's not good? Um, she, she has hits. Improved. But then again, Takeshi Six Nine has hits. So. Finesse was one of the worst songs. I, I finally heard that for the first time the other day. I mm-hmm. almost drove off the road. <laughs> I was like, this is garbage. And I yeah, like Bruno Mars, but that was garbage. Um, I've been watching a lot of of, of uh, Hulu. And there's this guy who's like eating almonds, right? Yep. And he's talking to someone from Boston who has that accent. And he's like, I love almonds. And he's like, what? And he's like, almonds, you know, almonds is good. And he's like, I like almonds. And he's like, yeah, that's what I said, almonds. And so dude just undoes his seatbelt and drives out the driver's side door <laughs> and, dude's like, what the hell? and he's like rolling down the street. And he, like the car like crashes into like the uh, the curb or whatever, and he's he's pissed that this guy is saying almonds like without the L, I guess, because of the Boston mm-hmm. accent. <laughs> that would annoy me too. 
Have you ever seen that commercial? <laughs> that commercial no, at all? No. <laughs> Wait, you don't got the commercial free Hulu? Uh, because it's live TV, so there's like commercials as like for commercial breaks. Oh, that's booty. I know, but it's kind of cool because like when I do DVR, you know, like Raw actually cuts to commercial, but I still get the three hour show instead of the minute okay. and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like like that like that I can't like avoid or like TV shows when they're like, you know, fade to commercial or whatever like I can't avoid that but, um, yeah, there's that commercial that plays. So. I almost lost my shit because they just would replay the same commercials where I was they like do. I'm gonna pay the extra four dollars to mm-hmm. not watch commercials. They do. There's that one, the almond almonds one. There's Arby's with uh, the gyro because it's two for six. So they're replaying that. I think it's kind of funny, actually. Um, <laughs> um, but other than that, like, yeah, it's probably like three or four other commercials and some uh, watch this show on Hulu type stuff. But other than that, it's cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, but I do get to watch a three-hour show, which I don't know. I like, I like, I'm really trying to like find a reason to like sit here and continue to DVR the three-hour show when I'm just like, hmm, whatever. Huh. Yeah, the the raw buildup. Did you watch the Go Home show yet? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, that and oh yeah, you actually, did, uh... I actually, like, I, I kind of like fell asleep. On uh, SmackDown, though, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> Big disappointments, I would say, for sure. Yeah. I, 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 but, I think I fell asleep after the women's match. But this WrestleMania card, I mean, still on paper, you're like, wow, this could be an interesting show. But then you think about all the, the stupid shit that they're going to do in between, whether it's a Kid Rock performance or a Snoop Dogg bringing out the, the women's wrestling, uh, some stupid shit where you're just like, just, you could have gave these people more time in the ring a la New Japan or anywhere else, I guess, besides WWE. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the sad part of it all. I I would say, because they, they definitely do have some, some quality matches. I feel like they brought it upon themselves though, from like back when they were doing like rock and wrestle. <laughs> Back when like Cindy Lauper and, and all that would like show up, like I felt like they cursed themselves and they kinda have to like continue on with that goofy tradition. Like I'm I'm sure Triple H is like pissed off like, uh another singer uh has to come in and perform uh getting pissed. <laughs> you know, like I imagine he's like getting mad. But it is what it is. Cause he's been turning shows around and I kinda wanna see this uh cruiserweight battle. Um, being that it's a WrestleMania uh, match, so I hope that does well. The um, the uh, Battle Royal, I hope, does well. And, uh, yeah. Do you expect to see John Cena have a match against Undertaker? I think so. And I'll, I'll pose this question to you then. Is that, I mean, I, I guess, has the buildup been he hasn't been responding so it's okay for them to have a match with an entrance that's obviously been planned? Or do you think he does come out as American Badass? Hell, 
do you think when Kid Rock, because we know we're going to get a Kid Rock performance, he breaks into American Badass, that's when we see Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, come out, goes out to the ring, and then calls out John Cena? Do you think that's how it happens? Uh, mm, that's actually kind of interesting. Somebody <laughs> is never going to happen, but somebody said, what if John Cena gets his match, but instead somebody comes out the lake of reincarnation and comes back as the new Undertaker, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt? <laughs> no, he's Ron Stillman's dad partner. Man. No. Good God, I hope not. I'll probably gouge my eyes out if that happens. <laughs> you just see, you just see Ryan's head implode, and then yeah, <laughs> from the inside, if Bray, Bray Wyatt comes back with the smoke and mirrors as Taker. No. <laughs> oh, you just made me extremely depressed. What what do you think uh pick one match that you think could uh steal the show? Um ooh, You know that's tough. I feel like everybody like every match on the card falls within its place if they're going to do it the way I think they're going to do it. Um yeah. So like the main event obviously is going to be AJ Shinsuke. And I we've wish. seen it before. God, God, I wish. But it's still going to be good. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? He, he won the Royal Rumble. They have to make That's him what I event. keep saying. They're, obvi- they're going to go Reigns-Lesnar. That, that got more of a thing. I mean, I, I agree. That's what I've been preaching for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Monday nights. Uh, wait, then what's the purpose? com <laughs> forward slash strong style media. WrestleCast radio every Monday night. I agree. Yeah. Because he it's it's he wins the rumble, he's facing the world champion, not the universal champion, the world heavyweight champion. Uh yeah. that's the match everybody but but let's be real, us smarks want that match. But Vince wants to see Reigns holding up the title to end the WrestleMania, but he's also gonna hear a chorus of boos where you get AJ Shinsuke, my God. Um I, I still think Charlotte Asuka Technically, should be the main oh. event uh, since that that's had the better uh, kind of build, um, and I think that will definitely steal the show. Besides, God, threat tag match. God, like, like, and it sucks because like you have to do it that way. You have to, otherwise they're just gonna be mad the entire show. You know what? I think fans would shut up when it comes to Shinsuke and AJ though. Like, if they main event it, I think fans would shut the hell up and appreciate exactly. It. I think if if Shinsuke and AJ Styles, Shinsuke and Nakamura headline on Sunday night, I think all us keyboard warriors, all us marks can never talk shit about Vince or the WWE ever again. Yeah, because then he did it right, and he gave them a platform. And I imagine they're just like, all right, just go bring the house down, and like anything Mm -hmm. goes. If if Paul Levesque, oh. if Triple H was running, truly running it, I think that would be the route that he would yes. go. And then you would get the baby face to get the the real cheer. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they're both the baby artist. faces, but he's got but the yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. So like like let him have his Chris Benoit moment. 
Ooh, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, I'm saying the way they played it off, he had a good moment. Like, everybody felt good in the end, right? So, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, let everybody feel good in the end and not be pissed off and be like, fuck! Like, there, I, like if you do that, WrestleMania may just get a bad grade. If you If you let Roman Reigns in the show... People are going to be like WrestleMania sucked ass. It's it's possible. Yeah, and and but to be honest though, too, their their match they had at thirty one a few years ago in uh, San Francisco, I thought was actually a pretty good match. So obviously, it's more known for Seth Rollins successfully cashing in his Money in the Bank uh, briefcase to to eventually get the win over Roman Reigns for the uh, Universal or for the uh, championship back then. I don't know if it was Universal or not, but. Um, uh, it was actually a pretty good 20, 25 minutes that they had before all that happened. So, uh, as long as they don't close out on the, uh, the mixed, uh, the mixed tag team match with Rousey and angle versus trips and Steph, uh, cause I get to see them doing that over AJ and Shinsuke and Nakamura, sadly. Um, I'm going to be pissed cause that's going to be a match where they start at like the second hour out of seven hours. So I'll be, I'll be very disappointed, but hopefully they do the oh. right thing. Yeah. If they're listening, like they really need to critically book their matches the right way. Otherwise that will really hurt. Uh, yes. WrestleMania's overall score. Really. I agree. I agree. What, um, what other, uh, kind of shows besides WrestleMania are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, shows, of Oh, wrestling shows. Um, I guess New Japan. It's always great. Uh, my friend Megan is uh, starting to watch New Japan now, which I think is really cool because of access. Uh, and so um, I'm telling her about NXT. EC3 made his debut, uh, but I don't think Ricochet did yet. Uh, no, that will be Saturday, I believe. Yeah. And so I told her about Ricochet, Prince Puma, and everything else. And I think she's now watching Lucha Underground because they got all uh, three seasons on Netflix. That's on Netflix? Yep. Oh my God, that AR Fox match. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Whoa, I just had a mindgasm I'm thinking about that. Um, by the way, the uh, documentary about uh, Lucha Mexico, I think it's called. Um, with the CMLL guys, uh, Shocker and um, a couple of others. Uh, Is Hiromu in it? No, no, it's all all Mexican dudes. Hey. Um, yeah, yep. Like, uh, but it's like old, older, uh, like older days. So I don't even think like Lucha Underground and all that was popping. Like, it's it's way way back when. Like, <laughs> with CMLL, like I think like first started. <laughs> or something. Okay. I don't know, cause it, like, yeah. I I don't know how big of a platform they're on now, but yeah, that that little mascot thing began messed up. By the way, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Mil Mascaris still probably said no yab, no yab. <laughs> um, do you think Cody and uh, Kenny Omega could kind of live up to uh, kind of what they've been teasing over the last uh, few months here? And, and tear the roof off in New Orleans on Saturday nights. Yeah. I think that show's going to do. Oh, in, in New Orleans, huh? Um, yep. I thought you were talking about the All In show. My bad. Um, I don't know. I think so. Is it is it going to be better than a WrestleMania match? 
Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be better than all of the WrestleMania matches? Probably not. I think there's a few that can probably top it. It'll be great because Cody will definitely be uh, in, in full heel mode, uh, which, uh, again, the confidence and him finally being comfortable with that character, the American Nightmare, uh, has done wonders uh, for the for not only him, but the audience and finally believing him as as this this jerk, if you will, this guy who wants to take over and Kenny Omega definitely gaining uh, that that baby rub, if you will, with the uh, reformation of the Golden Lovers. Um, and uh, I don't know if it, judging from their tag match that just happened um, this past week over at Sakura Genesis. Uh, yeah. Definitely a nice uh, head start for uh, for both the men, especially Cody getting busted open. But uh, man, I don't know if it could match that emotional level from uh, from uh, Strong Style evolved with Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks. Still a five star, hell, a seven star instant classic from this guy. Even though really? people almost got murdered like multiple times. Really, um, Osprey almost died too. You saw that? Yeah. What do you think of that? that- that's a uh, six and a halfer star for me. <laughs> I gotta Along watch with Okada it. Okada and Zack Saber, but no, uh, they definitely tore the house down to Villa Marty Squirrel doing uh, the most offense I've ever seen. Uh, it's a fantastic match that is is greatly paced, and it's kind of like Return of the King, where you think it's gonna end, but it has like twenty four different endings, and you appreciate every single one, especially again as uh, Will Osprey almost murks himself. Um, on that that ring apron. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you think Ronda Rousey delivers um, in this match? And if it ends up becoming a disaster, how do you repackage this as a whole? And do you think it was too much too soon? Um, I don't think it was too much too soon. I just think it was. Oh man, Triple H and and Kurt Angle can't. Save the match. I'm sorry. Like as much as a fan I am of Kurt Angle, they're not going to be able to save the match and keep a dynamic because there's really no history other than a sucker punch and some trash talk. Like, man, they got all that history back in the Attitude Era where Kurt was trying to steal Stephanie and like all that that great stuff there before he left. Nobody remembers that, and they didn't bring that up. Yeah, which is weird because that was such a good rivalry. So like, <laughs> so like that, like, so they're gonna wrestle a little bit, and then Stephanie Man is gonna take a couple bumps and tap, and then it's like, hmm. do we see a pedigree on Ronda Rousey? That'll be lit. But like, how how much time are they gonna get? Like, can they what? I don't see a story being told. I don't see yeah. a story being told. And <sighs> Stephanie's the wrong person to make a debut against. Like Stephanie should have hired somebody. Damn it. <laughs> a wrestler double? Yeah. Beth Phoenix. Oh man. <laughs> People could dream. Um no, I <laughs> I uh I don't know like She's the wrong person to debut against because she, she's never wrestled at WrestleMania. That's one. There's a lot of pressure behind that, and yeah, you got to perform. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe we'll be in a, uh, surprised. Maybe. Yeah, I got low expectations, so anything uh, above uh, her not not speaking into a mic, I I think we, we should be good. Um, before we cut <laughs> off for the live audience, since we do have one more segment, we got to talk Atlanta and a few other shows that we're watching. Uh, really quick here, what you got coming up uh, Thursday on Soda Sound and uh, Geek Typical this weekend? Um, neither have really. Like Geek Typical, you never know until you listen. Um, so just be sure to listen Fridays at 10 a.m. Um, right here on Strong Style Media. Otherwise, uh, Thursday is Soda Sound Radio. Um, I believe uh, Pharaoh to God is going to come on. Um, otherwise, just going to be playing new music and talking news. Pharaoh the God, how is that not- how has that name not been taken already? Um, don't know, but he pulled it off. He pulled it off. God bless him. Um, <laughs> also, you can check us out this upcoming weekend. Uh, Strong Style Media will be in full effect. We'll be pulling some Facebook Lives, some some Periscopes, some Twitter, some Facebook. Please give us a like over at on Facebook, uh, Strong Style Media. Subscribe over on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Strong Style Media. You'll find all the content from here, the pop culturist, uh, WrestleCast Radio. We got Soda Sound Radio. We got Geek Typical. We have SportsCast Radio. And, of course, the standing eight counts, uh, everything from boxing to the world of sports, music, pop culture, and a whole and pro wrestling and a shit ton more. Also, Metal Minority is still in the works. Good God, I hope. Uh, thank you for, for checking in to the Pop Culturist. Uh, tune in next week because me and Kyle, we I plan to uh, we plan to see a shift on the movies as well. We'll talk about our fantastic Strong Style weekend. Uh, before our listening audience uh, into the future, since it'll be archived, uh, we'll be back in two and two, and we got to talk about some barbershop etiquette. We're talking Atlanta. We'll be back. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune In, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. 
Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I think our daughters are friends. I think that makes us friends. <laughs> I'm Hunter. I'm Lisa. That's my Julie. I'm Mitchell. Kale's hero. I can't believe it's prom. They're so grown up. I can't even hug my daughter anymore without feeling her boobs. <laughs> Just high fives from now on. Okay? Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snooping on our kid? No. We don't understand what they're saying, so it's not snooping. Oh my god, I love puzzles. <laughs> Some about an eggplant. And teenage emoji eggplants are dicks. Wait, what? All emojis have a secret meaning, so like trees are weed, and this thing is yas queen. queen. So she's gonna get roses, yeah. kiss, and then touch his dick. And yeah, we'll just turn that down. My bad, y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to the pop culture. Sorry, we're, we were talking about blockers and like how freaking stoked we are to mm. see that movie. And also, you know, uh, fuck you, man, if you're getting rich and you're not giving back to the community. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I was explaining to, to Kyle, ooh, Quiet Place is going to be ultra screen. Um, I was explaining to Kyle, like, Ready Player One was good, but it was just like, hey, it's a white dude that's just looking to get more money to get rich and to prove that he's smarter than everybody. Like it would have been cool if a, if it was a minority or a lady in the role, you know, where it shows like, Hey, I go through, you got to turn that down or off. Whoa. My bad. Um, and, (laughs) and that was just one, one of the things, again, it's a fun movie. It's a Spielberg esque movie. I was smiling throughout, uh, you know, especially the homage or, you know, kind of the movie it goes to in the middle of the film, which I don't want to give away. But again, if you're bored in like 2010 or 2005, even, you know, you're, you're a teenager, you're, you might not get that. You, you might get it because you, you, you'll notice the pattern or the imagery um, of something. But, you know, will it have an impact as it does on me or someone in their 40s or 50s? You know, that that's just my only thing. It's just such a weird niche film. Mm. And why is the 80s still, after 30 years, like, I, I get it's only 30 years now, but it, this movie set in 2045, and they're still going back to the 80s? 
you know, it's like me. I feel bad with the little one. I'm always like, oh, you got to check this movie out. You got to check this show out, like all from my childhood. And it's like I'm having her watch these, and she's just like, eh, I get it. <laughs> so it's like this movie's like, hey, you remember Chucky Dolls? Hey, you remember Jason? You know, hey, you remember, you know, the DeLorean from Back to the Future? Like, it's that, you know. It's like trying to push it down the throats of, you know, this generation. It works and it doesn't, I guess. That's fair. Um, whoa. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate <laughs> blog talk, man. My bad. Anyway, um, so Atlanta, I couldn't play the uh, clip. Thanks, blog talk. We're taking that lumber. Which that's funny. You you uh the payment didn't go through so it was a repossess. Repossessing lumber. Um It was like six right. boards. <laughs> <laughs> Working my three jobs for you. Oh my gosh. All at once. And he says, Are you hungry? And he says, Yeah, man. Like, what? Uh, that anyway, uh so the what is this episode now? Number five? Five. Six? Yep. Five. Five. And uh uh, it goes through the struggle, man, of having that comfort, knowing of somebody who's good, and you really don't want to go through nobody else because you know they'll mess you up or you just have that feeling, and mm-hmm. uh, you got to ride with them. <laughs> you got to ride with them, and uh, I get it. And um, he's also uh, a nice guy, and uh, you you really see that being exploited. In this episode, when it comes to Paperboy or uh, Alfred, yes, yes. Um, and uh, I thought it was cool um, seeing it from both sides of uh, him being <laughs> him being exploited and seeing the guy noticing that and taking advantage, uh, being real uh, uh, smooth with his mouth. Um, I go through that, or I've gone through it, I guess, um, in my younger years and Alex I'm sure you have too because you're a really nice guy so um, did that really tug on your heartstrings uh, seeing this episode it did and it annoyed me because (laughs) I knew that position of Alfred uh, where you're just like dude just come on already but again you don't want to be a dick even though you just want to be like I have no time for you or for this as Paperboy kind of you know explains to him he just wanted to get a haircut, but he didn't want to seem like a, a, a you know, dick celebrity, you know, since Bibby, uh, who was, I've been to barbershops and not as much as, you know, not, not a lot, but I've been to a few barbershops in my day. Yeah. Um, I've never seen any uh, barber like that in my life. Uh, really? The, the hustle, though. Definitely, uh, for sure. But but man, how uh, hyped he was! Um, Robert S. Powell the third, my God, he 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 had me intrigued as shit. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Who is Bibby? And bring more of him. Because <laughs> just I, like Alfred, he's just trying to survive. You know, he's he's hustling, but yeah. you know, he's also just kind of you know in his own, obviously his own world. Yeah, because it also shows, though, um, you got to be cutthroat. Like, he's doing it the legal way. Um, 
working nine to five, but it's just uh, he's not out there selling drugs, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's finding his hustle a different way. Um, and it shows how much of a monster he is, but he's also a nice guy too, <laughs> which is kind of funny, or he seems nice, talks nice. Yes. Um, and that's the worst kind of people, I feel, like the most dangerous. Because they're manipulative. Yes. <laughs> he uh, took money from a, a single mother, um, caused them to lose their water and their electric. Um, then he says, <laughs> I did my job. You know, the hair is cut, you... so I'll see you later. <laughs> Man. Oof. Repossesses what? wood. And when, you're like, like, are, when, when his son was like, are you a magician? Like, he literally had his cape on Alfred as he takes him cross-country through the town or through the streets of Atlanta. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. And um, <laughs> it's it's funny how Alfred plays along. I've never done – I've never been in that situation, though, where I had to just act out like, yeah, that's me, you know? Like, I've never had to do that. Um, I have done Ern's thing where I called my friend's girl by somebody else and was like, Oh, sorry. I, you know, like I, I've been there, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't. I, <laughs> I never had to just go with somebody's lie like that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like this episode. Um, I really thought it, it went well with the series and it uh, ties along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, with what they're doing, I guess, if that makes sense. Um. I guess like it it the series still keeps me intrigued. Um I know it's only two seasons, but I just feel like they're really doing a, a really good job and it makes me curious to see like how it's going to play out in the future cuz with Alfred still wanting to be the regular person and not be famous, but still wanting the money, like at what point in time does he sell out? You know like or does it happen? Mm-hmm. You know so if it keeps me intrigued on that aspect of what's going to happen. Yeah. I thought honestly, besides last week's Helen episode, I, I, I thought this was probably the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. I was a standalone episode for Paperboy, Um, and you know, just kind of shows the different characters that there are. I liked how there was a throwback to the club and I liked how this was the barbershop, how essentially, it's bizarro. It's a bizarro world, if you will. You know, yeah. Bibby, uh, you know, even shows uh, Alfred the the viral video of the invisible car. Like, yeah. you know, that that was so crazy. And you know, both of these episodes pertain to Paperboy, to him, to make him put it get put in that uncomfortable position where you know in the club. Ern's trying to get the money for his appearance and not doing well at it, you know, as he's dealing with the promoter, where in this one, you know, he's basically dealing with the barber or the promoter of the barbershop, if you will, yeah. as well as many other areas uh, of industry uh, that could be <laughs> partakes in. Um, but this was a, a, a fun episode. You could totally feel how irritated he was. Hell, the guy, uh, Bibby promises him Zaxby's, uh, which makes, uh, you know, Alfred happy. He's like, man, you've ruined my day. 
you totally, you know, stretch this out. Yes, I'm hungry. Brings them to a d- dilapidated work site where they're stealing lumber and just has some leftovers where he ate all the wings. But he's got yeah. some chicken tenders that are all his. <laughs> like, it's, I've been there before, like you said, you know, where you're you're not expecting to be going where you're going and you get, you know, brought into this crazy-ass adventure. But but uh, I, where he finally loses it, I totally get it. Uh, and, and, you know, as he's getting his hair cut, I look over and I'm like, God damn, he's still going to ask for to get paid. And he's, he gets up and leave, and that's exactly what I would have done. And then yeah. he was just like, what? You're not going to, you know, you still got to pay. And I probably would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> from both ends I would have still been like so am I getting paid for this um, <laughs> but at the same time I'd be like uh, you really expect me to pay you after I helped you lift the lumber I've done all this like I've worked for you so basically the haircut is a trade off so like but you know he paid him and I think yeah. that's uh, uh, you know I, I would have done even, the same thing too and even the ending, though, too, when he kind of, you know, changes the status quo and bypasses Bibby and goes to a new new barber, but still overlooks at Bibby and is like, man, <laughs> this shit ain't as interesting as over there with Bibby. Because uh, <laughs> it's funny because he was like, so what are we doing today, two or a three? Which is, yeah. uh, for people who don't know, that's fade levels. A two is a lot shorter than a three. And so he's like, I, I don't know. Cause baby just took care of him. Yeah. He knew how to do it. And so he's looking over at him and now he's like, dang, I shouldn't have. Cause he had that, he had that chance. He was like, I got the seat ready for you. you sit down. And he, he walks right past him. Like, I ain't even going to say hi to you. And uh, he sits down in dude's chair and he's new to it. And again, that's what I mean by like having that regret. He's new to it. And he's like, Oh, I made a mistake, but at <laughs> pride, at pride, you can't take back pride. And, um, I definitely have to eat humble pie. Um, I don't think I saw the ending result. I'm trying to remember. What do you mean? No, he doesn't go back to, it. he just is in the chair. And then I think that was it. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode. I always like to rewatch Atlanta episodes too, which is really cool. Like I don't like start from one and work my way up, but like if I watch episode four, I'll rewatch four um, until five comes out. So I'm probably going to rewatch barbershop here um, with the homie Bryce. Cause I got to go get him here shortly and uh, we'll probably talk some Atlanta and see what he thinks about it. Um, also uh, the preview for next week shows uh, hopefully it's going to be a uh, all Darius episode. So Lakeith Stanfield, uh, I can't wait. The the, yeah. the teaser for that was him looking at a uh, Confederate flag hat, and then like a marker and saying, "I'll I'll take these two. So you know Darius is going to get in some some wacky wacky shit. Um, a couple of shows before we get into um, kind of what uh, what you caught on Netflix there. The last okay. OG on TBS. Uh, Tracy yeah. Morgan, Tiffany Haddish, uh, created and written by uh, Jordan Peele, as well as uh, I can't think of the the other co. Uh, but Jordan Peele is behind this project. Yorma Tacom, uh, uh, part of Lonely Island, SNL, 
directed it uh, as well as produced it. Uh, hilarious. It, it's basically um, essentially uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, but for the you know the you know in this generation where Tracy Morgan is from you know Brooklyn. Uh, you know, in the early 2000s, gets uh, does a bid for about 15 years, comes back out. Everything's different. Everything's gentrified. So he's trying to uh, basically find out uh, what the hell's going on. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is awesome as uh, as always, uh, which I'll get into. I rewatch because for some reason it's been my head. Kyle, a girl's trip. That movie is, is seriously spot on. That is. A damn near perfect film, I would say. Uh, hilarious uh, each time I watch it. Tiffany Haddish, wonderful. Jada Pinkett, God bless. Uh, but uh, definitely check out the last OG TBS, I believe, every Tuesday night. I uh, want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Um, probably be a new thing. But uh, for Netflix... Um, I finished Everything Sucks. Kind of looking forward to season two when it comes out, if it comes out. Um, I don't recall them saying when. Um, I saw Roxanne, Roxanne, which I thought was good. Yes. Um, Talks about uh, a 14-year-old female rapper, Roxanne Shante, um, who was part of uh, uh, Sonic or Soul Sonic crew. Um, which was a uh, three female rap group like back in the um, early '80s, and then she split off and did her own thing and made like I think four or five records solo um, in the early '90s, and then called it quits. Um, but she ended up uh, getting with someone who was like '30s, who was uh, uh, ended up having a kid by the age of 15 with this man, and. Uh, uh got a record on the radio through uh Marley Marr and um and uh uh Bismarcky and everything and um they talk about uh uh going on tour and uh dealing with that they talk about uh you see um a young Nazir in the movie which I think is kind of cool um talks about their relationship together um, and uh, her growing up in Queensbridge, where Nas is from, and they lived in the same apartment complex. So hmm. um, you'll see that history. And overall, it's probably like a four, uh, three, three and three quarters uh, film. I think it's actually really nice. good. Yeah, I think it's actually any, good. Um, Long any cameos bar. from uh, rappers back in the day? In the movie? Uh, yeah, they they do uh, Marley Marr, Bismarcky. Nice, uh, nice. Um, they talk about uh, uh, who else they talk about? Uh, MC Shan and a few others. Um, because she goes on tour and they actually talk about uh, um, performance life. I guess I don't like it's. I don't I don't want to really get too much into it because it's kind of a spoiler but it's a it's a I think it's something you guys should uh, all watch. Hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I'm 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 intrigued. It, it it's definitely a nice um historical movie that that you know not too many people would know the the essence and and kind of what 
she brought to the table back in the, in the 80s there. Yep. Um, and then they have, uh, uh, like I mentioned, Everything Sucks, which is uh, based in 96. So you get a lot of nostalgia in that. Um, season one ends off pretty pretty good. Um, I knew it was going to end that way, and I was like, dang it, I wish they didn't do that to me because now I'm like, I want to see more. Um, so now I got to wait. But uh, that's also something good to watch. Um, I feel like there's other shows I watch too, but I can't remember at the current time. <laughs> uh, speaking of Netflix, though, while you kind of think of that, Rapture was the uh, the documentary series I was talking about a little earlier. Uh, kind of goes uh, behind the scenes and just kind of talks with uh, Nas, Two Chains, Just Blaze, uh, Logic, Ti, uh, Boogie with a Hoodie. Uh, Rhapsody um, But the one that I watched Just because I was intrigued I'm kind of iffy on him But turned me into a fan after watching this uh, G-Eazy um, <clears throat> You know my thoughts on, on Caucasian rappers uh, But the G-Eazy episode I, I enjoyed You know, I, I knew the respect he had for E-40 And how E-40 kind of took him under the wing Since they are from the Bay uh, yeah. But just the respect um, That he has for hip hop and, you know, not only, you know, blew E-40 away, which made him, you know, as I quote E-40, uh, made him want to fucks with him. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it made me realize, man, this guy is good. You know, he, he wants to hone his craft. He knows he can be better. You know, he built a studio in his home because he's like, this is all I want to do. I eat, breathe, and sleep this. You know, he's like, I've been doing this for 10 plus years. You know, but I knew I was born to be in the spotlight. You know, and and when you know you're that good and you have that support around you, you know, it's it's you will only hopefully flourish and blossom. And and he's not satisfied, which is good. You know, so definitely something I I definitely appreciated. Been listening to a little bit more G Easy, but uh, ones that that have my interest, of course, the Nas one, uh, and and Just Blaze, Two Chains. Um, as well, because they kind of talk about when he went on tour uh, after he injured himself and pretty much rocked a tour while in a, uh, I believe, a pink wheelchair with Rams. <laughs> Cameron did something like that? No. No, that'd be, that'd be crazy. No, that'd be Cameron crazy. It's <laughs> lined with fur, yes. Also, Legion oh. 2, Season 2 just started last night. Finished that before the show. That's why yeah, I'm a little late here. Fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, just as bonkers as uh, as that first season was. Uh, but it made a dance-off a lot cooler than oh, Spider-Man sorry. 3 did. That is for sure. And a lot more X-Men subtleties to this one, which was really cool. That's cool. Um, I've I I still gotta watch season one. Um, I didn't really find too much interest until starting uh, talking about season two because I never really heard of it to be honest. So when we started talking about season two on the show here. I'm like, ah, oh, I really should watch season one because it kind of caught my interest to see what it's about. Especially Check coming off off of. Uh, coming off of like the Black Mirror kick and like everything else. So I, I think like it's kind of a good time to watch it it's uh yeah what they kind of do to correlate finally into the x-men universe is oh it's it's really cool and it's nothing 
like mainstream, you kind of have to know the lore to be like, oh, um, which was really cool. But visually, it's one of the most satisfying uh, shows on TV. Glad to have it back. Um, Noah Hawley, of course, behind the the wonderful first two seasons of Fargo with the third uh, kind of on the way. They're, they're saying by next year. So that's awesome news. But uh, Legion, my God, um, again, it brings in mental illness uh, a little more to the forefront um, here. And and Jermaine Clement uh, and as well as uh, Aubrey Plaza, just them on screen is is wonderful. I got a great comment saying uh, someone told me earlier that I uh, remind them and look like Jermaine Clement. And I kind of took that as a badge of honor. So thank you. Kind stranger, uh, but this show uh, is, is kind of going um, to the to the astral plane and and beyond. This this season, I think, is going to erase a lot of what you saw in the first, and um, it's going to flip it on its side. It's going to be some cool cool shit. Mm. Check out Legion first season on Hulu, uh, second season on FX and uh, FX Now the app. Check it yeah. out. It's wonderful. It's a that's a show where you gotta watch like twice, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely gotta watch uh, first season though. So I'll uh, I'll uh, of course be texting you throughout the uh, time and be like, oh, I thought this was cool. I thought that was cool. Yada yada. Hi, but alrighty, man. Um, thank you very much, sir. Cannot wait. Uh, thank you everybody for sticking around uh, via the archives there because not live. Uh, but we got to go. It's ten thirty. Uh, we're all dressed up with nowhere to go, or at least Kyle has something to do. But oh. uh, we will check you out next Wednesday here on the Pop Culture. So hopefully Kyle and I will have a lot of <clears throat> joint reviews, as well as uh, check out Strong Style Media, the Pop Culturist on Facebook. Uh, whether it's facebook.com forward slash Strong Style Media or facebook.com forward slash the pop culturist. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Subscribe and comment to give us some love over on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, give Kyle some love on his Facebook page. It is birthday uh, was this past Friday. So wish him belated lady. Thank you. Check out Kyle all over on the interwebs as well. <laughs> we out We're, it's going to be buck, buck nasty this weekend. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to see you, sir. And uh, yeah. we'll t- we'll see you uh, we'll see you next week. And Alex smells great, y'all. By the way, gives great hugs too. <laughs> <laughs> way to end the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. Portillos. Woo! Italian beef, chocolate cake shake, and we out. Peace. <laughs>